All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Classroom 21. Yeah, uh, another episode. Another episode. <laughs> we have not been canceled just yet. <laughs> so, no, um, yeah, we had we had a little break for a couple weeks there because uh because life. But yeah, we're back life on. Away, yeah. Uh Ken celebrated a birthday and some anniversaries or something like that. Was that what it was? Yeah, it sure did. Yep. Yeah, so my my wife and I had our, our fifth wedding anniversary. We we went out of town for the weekend, got to enjoy some time away from everything, and come back uh, rested, recharged, and ready to go. Well, there you go. And then uh, well, I was just busy with life in general. Uh, no celebrations, but uh, I have some uh, medical issues that come cropping up. Uh, I think my back went out. On my desk, that's what the old folks would say. My back went out. <laughs> Better watch out. We're, we're creeping up on being old folks already, right? I know. <laughs> so, uh, so, as the old folks would say, my back went out, but I, uh, as reality, I ended up with pneumonia and uh, and severe muscle spasms uh, in my back, you know. So, uh, trying to record was just, uh, trying to record was just, I don't know, insane. But uh, today, uh, I guess, well, we don't really need to reintroduce ourselves. Everybody should know who we are. We had our episode about us and Kim, but just to yeah, yeah. Um, well, I am Antonio. Uh, you can find me on Classroom 21 uh, on Facebook. And you can also find Classroom 21 on most of the popular podcasts. Uh, Spotify is about the best way uh, you can find us on Spotify. Uh, ICM case management uh, for the Central Georgia area, and so that's where you can find me at. Uh, and I will give out more social media at the end of the show. All right, all right. Okay, so what, what kind of what kind of good stuff we're going to talk about today? We got a lot going on in uh, in Hollywood and uh, things with um, okay with. Race and gender and all kinds of fun things. It looks like we we might uh, might have a guest coming on with us here. It seems like I think we are going to have nope. a guest today. Uh, if if we're able to get our guest, our guest should be Lawrence Mallory. Uh, he has a YouTube channel called The Lawrence Mallory Show. He is a uh, LBTQ. L, I think I'm saying that correct. <laughs> LGBTQ, is that what you meant to say? That's what I'm trying to say, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is also a uh, Black Lives Matter advocate. He's very outspoken, uh, and hopefully he'll be able to join us then here in a little while on the show. Uh, but if not, we'll definitely make sure we have him on the show. But if you if you can't catch him today and talk to him today, then definitely catch the, the Mallory Show on YouTube, and uh, you definitely won't be disappointed. Uh, today, our topic. Uh, today, we're, we're, we're actually talking about cultural diversity. This is actually what we're talking about today, cultural diversity. Uh, we had the episode last time about the uh, client and how do you go through the continuum of care when you have a client who's racist. So today we're talking clearly about cultural diversity uh, in social media. Right now, uh, some of the things that was going on right now through, I guess you would say Hollywood and on the movie screen, we had a big push uh, for uh, transgender to be showing up in uh, cartoons. And uh, now lately there's uh, Marvel is kind of shaking up the world when they're restructuring their characters. Uh, Marvel taking the traditional, some of the traditional characters that were male some of those are going to be female, like the Thor character, which is traditionally a male character, is going to be a female character. Yeah, little known facts there, though. I actually didn't didn't know this until I was talking to my kids about it. But um, apparently uh, that that happened in the comics. There was a uh, the like a kind of a reincarnation of Thor as different people, and like so there actually was a, a female incarnation of Thor apparently in the comics. Uh, is what I said. So. Uh, you know, I'm not really up on my uh, up on my comics, so well, there there are a lot of things like that that are kind of you know they're they're kind of obscure, but um, you know they're getting pulled out and uh, applying these uh, you know things like that to the uh, to the movie incarnations. 
of these characters. But definitely going to get into that. Uh, you're, you're exactly right. Um, in the comic book world, there is no such thing as a male or female character because most, if there's a very popular male character, eventually there's going to be a female character to either replace them or t- uh, take their place. Uh, you have Superman. well, just like female version. Yeah, you got yeah Superman and Supergirl and yeah, uh, different you know things like that. There's male and female counterparts of different superheroes. But the one that started it all, uh, I guess you would say, in social media, is Disney changing Ariel from a traditional white mermaid character to a black mermaid character. Uh, so I guess that's the one that started all of the controversy, I guess you would say, uh, in reference to the uh, actual differences uh, uh, in the, the races and things of that nature. So uh, today we're clearly just talking about cultural diversity. This is what we're talking about, cultural diversity. Uh, we're not talking about a black issue. This is not a Hispanic versus uh, white. This is not uh, Asian versus uh uh, uh, Latinos or anything. Okay, I thought I thought we were talking about mermaids. Do you mean to say there's a deeper <laughs> meaning to this conversation than that? I think it is. A- <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a pretty deeper meaning that we can get to outside of mermaids and uh, superheroes. <laughs> I like. <laughs> we can. I think we can dig into it. I think we can dig deep into it. Um. Here in uh, the culture diversity thing, okay, I mean, we all know culture diversity deals, deals with being uh, sensitive or being knowledgeable or interacting with a person of a different culture, race, or something that, to that nature. Uh, what we deal with in society. So, in teaching, and I want to see if we can talk about teaching and educating, uh, which, in my opinion, is two different things. In teaching our kids, cultural diversity. A lot of the things they see mm-hmm. first will be cartoons. It will be uh, social media nowadays, social media. In my day, social media was the comic strip in the newspaper. But <laughs> nowadays, yep. uh, kids, social media includes Facebook, it includes you know Twitter and things of this nature. And teaching children about culture diversity, what do you teach your children about culture diversity? Are we do we teach acceptance of absolutely everything or do we teach uh, acceptance with the exclusion of, you know, for example, do you teach the children, hey, you can accept um, a, a person of a different color, but we're going to exclude them if they happen to be, uh, as just say, let's just say poor, you know, if I'm upper middle class, mm-hmm. well, you, we can accept the, the differences in the color. Hey, I don't need to bring a person around here that's uh that's poor or uh, has a lower economic status than than our kids. Do, do we teach that, or do we teach? And, and yeah, and a lot of times, yeah, I think I think that's a good point you're making. I mean, I just want to comment on that really fast. We we'll move on because I think people uh, sometimes do that subconsciously. There's a kind of subconscious bias, even among people who, uh, who who don't think they have any bias or think they're aware of all their biases. Um, case in point, I was listening to another podcast recently, and there was a couple couple people talking. I, I won't say who it was. Just people, that, you know, a couple of prominent public intellectuals. And uh, so, you know, somebody was making the point of, like you said, about kind of a, a classism, you know, of, you know, people like maybe people who have more education kind of being uh, biased against people with less education. You know, the one person was like, oh, no, that's you know that that's wrong. You know I would never do that. And uh, the other, you know, the other person said, "Well, when's the last time you and your family invited anybody over to have dinner at your house that didn't have at least a, a bachelor's degree?" Oh wow! And it's kind of and he kind of paused and was like, um, "I don't know." <laughs> so, so it was kind of it was kind of funny. I mean, not to say that you know anybody's a bad person, but you know that they're. You know, if people, if, if you're raised in a culture where, you know, maybe both of your parents have PhDs and, and you, you know, kind of raised, uh, you know, in, in an intellectual culture, then, you know, you might not have any kind of conscious bias against people with less education. But at the same time, 
you know, you might go your whole life and never really have, you know, friends or have, you know, people who come over for dinner that, that aren't, you know, that maybe people that are high school dropouts or people who graduated high school and went on to work at a factory or something like that. So yeah, there, there are little biases there. And uh, I think, you know, like I said, it doesn't make these people, it doesn't make anybody necessarily a bad person, but it's, it's just interesting how we all kind of have those little, little biases we might not even be aware so of. So then when we're teaching that, so like I said, we'll go back to the teaching aspect to it. Okay. So this person said, okay, that you at least don't have a, a bachelor's degree or what have you. So in teaching, are we, are we teaching that, you know, subconsciously to the, to the kid? You know, hey, look, this person is not worth our time because of their educational status. Because I can have a lot of education and still have a low economic status. You know, if I'm a pro bono lawyer, I'm probably not living, you know, high up on hog if I'm just, if, if I'm working for it and it's free. But I could have a, yeah. a professional degree, you know, uh, I could be a, a doctor who, you know, doesn't charge patients, you know. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not necessarily, you know, uh, living lavish. So if I'm, if you if you if your children are seeing that and say, OK, well, hey, look, you know, uh, we've always entertained people of higher education and I wouldn't want to entertain about of a lower education. So are we teaching our children the exclusion of, you know, something? Are we truly being as diverse as we think we are? When we're trying to teach our children how to, to be, you know, susceptible to others in society. Yeah, yeah. You could be somebody who is either a, in the social work or mental health field who has a has has plenty of college education and still uh, lives like a poor person. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> One thing I can say for a field, man, is like I don't I don't think anybody goes into uh, into social work or uh, any mental health fields for the money. No, that's that's if you're looking to make money. There's lots of better ways to do it, but uh, you've got to you've got to have a heart for people, man. You got to care about people and got to you know have a uh, intrinsic motivation to pursue that uh, for sure. Uh, actually, today we was uh, uh, after seeing clients and stuff today, you know. We talked about that as far as uh, how to, you know, instilling that hope. I don't want to get in that part. Yet. That's my education part. <laughs> I don't want to, but but yeah. just to touch on it, she was like, you know, uh, you know, how do you uh, instill, you know, you know, the hope and the build and things. Isn't like building people up from where they are? You know, so uh, we talked, you know, seeing clients, and, you know, so uh, it's in there. You know, it's in there. And then with all of that, you know, like I said, you know. We started the conversation talking about, you know, superheroes and things like that. But this is how some of these conversations take part. Look at Disney's Zootopia. If you watch that movie Zootopia, it's really just talking about the differences of people in society and where they live. Everybody can live together. Mm-hmm. In Zootopia, they talked about predator and prey. Okay, we all know. Uh, lions eat the gazelle, you know. So, <laughs> you know, but in, the, in the movie, yep. the gazelle was like a huge superstar that everybody looked up to, you know, in Zootopia. But in actuality, in the city itself, everybody was trying to figure out how to just live with each other. And the underlying message was that you know we're all different, but that don't mean we all have to, you know, kill each other to get to the top. We all don't have to you know, down each other in order to get to the top, you know, so uh, a lot of times in, in some of these kids' movies, as the adults, we're not paying full attention to what the kids' movies are telling us. You know, we're telling Yeah, yeah, and I felt, I felt like the Zootopia had a really strong uh, message of uh, stereotypes, you know, about, yeah. you know, the you know how you know you've got the whole like predator prey thing and you know there's all the, the the stereotypes about what everybody thinks about a certain a certain kind of animal that that preys on others and you know things aren't necessarily always the way they might seem it's not but then in the end of the movie it was the sheep or the lamb you know mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying 
So, yeah, spoiler alert. So, in case anybody listening has has never seen Zootopia, we hate to ruin it for you. <laughs> yeah, we just, yeah, we never told you how it is. The lamb, the lamb <laughs> is the felon. Yeah. Lamb got it, you know. <laughs> but you know, in 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 looking at like kids' movies, you know, uh, um. I can remember back when we had uh, the Littles on the on the television, and uh, the Littles came on like Saturday. It was like a Saturday morning evening type cartoons, and more geared at I guess like preteen teenager. But either way, the Littles, uh, I can remember them being it was a, a cartoon about mice, you know, and they lived in this, mm-hmm. this huge farm, and they kind of lived on the side of the farmhouse or whatever, but. Um, that was a captain that flew an airplane, like a little toy airplane. And uh, the uh, airplane crashed on one of the episodes, and it showed blood. And it was such a big thing about, mm. you know, this cartoon showing blood on, you know, Saturday morning cartoon. Oh my God, they're, they're showing blood, you know? And yeah. I can remember that. And I was like, okay, in my mind, this is what I was thinking. Okay, well, the dude just crashed. You're concerned about the the blood on the thing, which is fictional anyway. You know, it's a cartoon. Yeah. But then we're not concerned about the the person, even though it's fictitious. It's the person that's on the uh, that's in the plane. You know, so it's <laughs> <laughs> this the person. You know, he, he's crashed the plane. You know, he, oh yeah, that wasn't even the worst, man. There were there was a lot worse than that, though. Man, did, did you ever watch Watership Down? You remember the movie one with the rabbits? I didn't see that one though. Animated movie? Oh man! Oh man! You, you should check it out. Um, it was that's an old. It was a uh, gosh back in the I, I think the early eighties maybe. Uh, called it was Watership Down, but it was you know I remember watching it as a little kid. Okay. Oh, cool! It's a it's a cartoon movie about fluffy bunnies, but oh no, they were mean. Man, they they fought and they. Man, there was there was blood and carnage and death, and I was like, "Holy cow, man!" I think that movie scarred me for life. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's another spoiler alert in case anybody's never seen Water Ship Down. Yeah, now everybody's going to Water Ship Down after they go see what's wrong with these bunnies. <laughs> but and my thing is that I what I was you know, getting at was that you know a lot of times our first introduction into a different culture. Uh, as kids, it's gonna be somewhere through like a cartoon or something like that. Well, it was my it was my first introduction anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really have a whole lot of introduction into different cultures uh, growing up in the country because uh, most of everybody was something with black and white, so that was pretty much it. I think yes, yeah. Hispanic or Latino came to our school. I was seventh grade, maybe eighth grade, when the first uh, person of a completely different culture, you know, all the way around, completely different, uh, came to the school, and then we was uh, immediately, you know, uh, immersed into a, a completely different culture or whatever, you know, things of that nature. So that's the teaching. In teaching our kids, what are we teaching? Should we teach better? You know, or should we be teaching better? Or should we try to use these cartoons and things when they pop up with our kids? Hey, look, this is what the cartoon is really trying to say. Versus, yeah. you know, just letting the kids sit out there and just listen to it, and then there's absolutely nothing. So then the educational component comes out when we try to learn these different cultures. And this is where I think we mess up at as people. I think we mess up in learning because then we try to we try to appropriate that particular culture into the American culture. I hear what you're saying. You know, you're Asian or you are from Mexico or whatever. But you know, this is how it is right here. It's like we try to say, okay, I understand your culture, but I prefer to get it this way. And I think this is what we mess up at. We we mess up in the education part. Why aren't we just learning the differences and appreciate the difference? And and that's it. You know, that's what mm. that's what America was supposed to be built on, right? You know? It was supposed to be built on the Yeah, well, there was a, I think there, there's a, there's a, a, I think a little bit of a different kind of philosophical approach there, though, because, you know, America was originally, you know, the, they used the term melting pot, cultural melting pot, you know, so for probably the first 
you know, whatever, 150 years or so of the country, at least it was a, you know, people thought of as a cultural melting pot where people came together and they kind of brought what they had to, to create a common culture between all people. But that's really, uh, it's, it's, it's starting to change now. There's, there's more of kind of a push for people to, rather than kind of assimilate and kind of, you know, merge with the culture of kind of, there, there's kind of a movement for people to preserve their own culture and live in the United States, but still, you know, keep their culture and kind of remain distinct. And uh, that's a whole other conversation because we, we could get the pros and cons of that. I know there's a lot of people that feel strongly one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and I can actually personally, I could see, I can see the pros and cons on both sides of that. Of like, you know, of promoting the idea of the, the melting pot, the cultural melting pot, where we all bring what we have, we come together, and we kind of just melt it all down and form this common culture. Or, you know, there's the the, the other side of that, you know, the belief that people should be able to come here and still and, and preserve their culture the way they have it, you know, preserve their language and preserve their traditions, and yet still, you know, be an active member of, of, of you know, American society. So that's a that's a whole other conversation. It is a whole other conversation. I just want to say, okay, well. So let's say the beginning of America, you know, of course, you know, we had the Native American that was already here. And early on in the Native American history, they actually tried to learn from some of the early on settlers about, you know, whatever their different culture was. You know, so mm-hmm. I think they, 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 they tried to learn. I'm not going to get into that issue about uh, uh, Native Americans and then about the early settlers. I'm not going to get into that because I'm like, oh yeah, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother can of worms too. You, I know you and I could probably talk for another two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that. Yo, I think we have, we have talked for a while about this. Yeah. Only thing I want to say in that as far as the education part about culture diversity, I believe that the uh, Indian culture I'm talking about the Native American culture. I think they, when they first approached the early settlers, I think they had a different look at it. Like, okay, uh, this is a person we probably haven't seen. Let me see who they are first before I make an opinion about what they are. And I think a lot of times now in our culture, we don't do that. We don't. We say that yeah. we try to learn uh, these cultures and things. We try to do this or whatever. But I don't think I don't think we do enough to actually. I don't think we do enough to actually understand what another culture is going through. You know, I don't, I don't think we. Mm-hmm. I don't think we do it enough. If we had done it enough, there'd be no way at the border we would have families being separated from kids. Not in yeah. Well, the, the the Native Americans, you know, they they had a completely different uh, paradigm though, because they 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 didn't have any concept of borders because they they just didn't live that way. They, you know, their whole culture was based, you know, the whole. And it's kind of funny to me now that like when you know we read about how the like you know the the settlers like bought this land for beads and trinkets and things and like you know. It's funny because we feel like, you know, well, the people, the native people here kind of got taken advantage of. But at the time, the native people were thinking that, like, the settlers were the ones being duped because the whole idea of owning land to them was ridiculous. Like, they were just kind of laughing to themselves. Like, who are these idiots? Like, you can't own land. You don't you don't own the earth. Nobody owns the earth. You know, to them, the whole idea of of land ownership was just unthinkable, was ridiculous. You know, they. It was it was the farthest thing from their culture to think that any person could own a part of the earth. You know that's just not the way they lived, and so there was like such a, a cultural disconnect there that it, uh, you know, obviously created some some horrible problems on down the line. But uh, it did. I guess, like you said, the the like the the advantage of their their whole way of thinking was not you know that when some people came in, they didn't see it as oh yours strange looking people in invading our lands it was kind of like wow there's some there's some strange people here and they're on the same land that we are and you know it wasn't wasn't, it's not like my land it was just here they're they're here we're here well let's let's check them out and uh so yeah at first there was you know and you know of course we know from history there was a lot of collaborations between the you know the native people and, and european settlers for a little while that uh but unfortunately that that all kind of went south for 
for a lot of people. You know, definitely for most of the native people. Yeah, later on, that's why ended pretty badly. Yeah, ended 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 real badly. But we're not gonna get into that part. We just want to. I just want to bring up the educational part to it, but we were trying to learn from each other. Are we learning from each other to, you know, to say, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but, you know, hey, let's do it this way. Or if you really truly say you're trying to learn from one another and you're trying to figure out what I'm going through, then why not fully learn and then accept? I think that's the, the part we have an issue with, that we don't want to accept, you know, yeah, I understand that this person may be Hispanic or Asian or uh, a Muslim or whatever the the nationality may be, the diverse gender uh, may be. I understand they say, yeah, that's, I understand that, but why are we always trying to bring it back to like, uh, to be an Americanized version or something? You know, uh, mm-hmm. the Japanese people in the classroom, you know, they was like, oh, well, they have the thing on their mean, like, oh, that's the American size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, well, even though you're way over here yeah. in Japan, you know, so they're like, okay, well, yeah, we, we recognize this may be uh, McDonald's or whatever, but we're going to, you know, these are our sizes. But just in case, if you would want to know which one it is, oh, that's the, that's American size. American size, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, so... I, I believe that's how we are, though. But that's how we are. We're always trying to put our stamp on it, and sometimes our stamp is not needed. Our stamp isn't needed in the in the Hispanic culture. Our stamp isn't needed in the LGBT community. Our stamp isn't needed in those cultures. We can understand it. I don't have a problem understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Muslim faith or understanding uh, Hinduism or anything like that. I don't have to put my stamp on it. You know, I don't. I don't. I, I think that's what we get into trouble at. That's what we get into trouble at. With, I believe, as being uh, American people, that's what we get into trouble. We're always trying to put our stamp on something that we don't necessarily have. Yeah. So now we have the the big issue. That thing with Ariel, it's almost, it's pretty much out of the news right now. But uh, that thing that flew through with the Ariel thing, somebody made a valid point. Look, the mermaid character is fictional anyway. <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. like people getting all up up in arms about a, a mermaid being being white or black, and they're like, "Holy cow, people! Mermaids aren't even real. Not even it's real. a fiction. It's a fictional creature. <laughs> they they could be anything." And if you really, if you yeah. really get down into it, okay, if you really truly, truly, truly get all the way down into it, if they had to, if you really truly had a mermaid uh, person and people that lived under the sea. If there were people that lived in the sea or whatever, then the mermaid would most likely, they would probably be gray. Or or all the way like a very different version of black. Or green or yeah, Yeah. something. (laughs) They probably, yeah, they probably wouldn't look like any any human skin tone. At all. More than likely at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they probably have gills and a whole nine yards, you know, so my yeah. thing is, why are we, why are, okay, we see that character, we see the character as, you know, one way, and and to be honest with you, I, I, well, I guess they had the Little Mermaid cartoons, so I guess the cartoon ran for a little while, and I guess you could say, mm-hmm. we could see the, we could see her being a white person of how long the, the cartoon ran or whatever, and she was always a white person on that or whatever, uh, and then, you know, now, we say okay, we're pushing, you know, a person, uh, and I think it's just, I think it's just Disney trying to be more cultural, culturally diverse. Yeah. They say okay, well, you know, uh, the character can be any color. This person was talented enough to win the role. I don't think they went after a black, white, green, gray, whatever mermaid. I think they just put the role out there. She won the role, and they produced the movie. <laughs> yeah. So. But to to your point early on, we talked about Marvel. In the comic book world, there's no one person owns a gender or a color in the comic book world because the Green Lantern has been black and white and Hispanic and he's been uh, <laughs> alien. I think in the car in the movie, he was a fish. 
<laughs> yeah. That was a fish. That was a green lantern in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like uh, the, the the Little Mermaid thing. I want to say too, like one of my you brought up one of the fame one of the fa- my favorite comments that I saw about that issue, and another one of my favorite comments was actually uh, um, a, a woman was commenting on that, and she was saying that, you know, when I grew up, I was a like she said she was a she was had red hair, she had very pale skin, she was like a like, you know this little little like lily white Irish girl with dark red hair, and like she she always felt like she looked weird, you know, her kids made fun of her. And when she saw this Ariel character, it was it changed her life because she was like, "Man, I saw myself in her, like, and it made me feel good, made me feel beautiful, and whatever else." And like, so and so then she made the go on went on to make the point that, and I hope you know some some little black girls could look at this you know Ariel and feel the same way. Yeah, you know, so really it, it yeah, the way seeing like seeing people, and I think it's 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 good to have characters that. The, it reflects the different, you know, people because there are all kind of different people on this big cultural melting pot of the United States. We have of people of all different skin tones and like ethnicities and you know national origins and and everything else. And it's it's good. I feel like for kids to be able to uh, kind of see themselves um, see themselves reflected. And uh, it you actually, you know, that reminds me of something else that's really interesting. Um, when uh, Barack Obama was elected, there was a. Do you, you remember uh, KRS One, the rapper from the eighties? I remember him. Yeah. Okay, so like I saw, I, I saw. Do he I, was a very political rapper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, yeah. KRS One stood for Knowledge Remains Supreme over Nearly Everyone, and uh, so there was a video where he was actually he was actually very very critical of Obama. He uh, he he didn't seem to be a really a big fan of uh, Obama's policies or like, you know, a lot of, a lot of what he stood for, but he, and he made a good point, like that he said he, the, the only thing that he liked about Obama, or I don't know if it was the only thing, but he said like, one of the good things about Obama is that he said, whenever, whenever the president of the United States was on TV and, you know, he liked the fact that his little boy could look at the TV and see somebody that looked like him. And say, you know what, you know, I, that could be me one day. And you know, so, so I was like, that's that's cool. You know, I could see that. You know, I could see the uh, the value of that. Um, so just there, there is something to be said for like seeing in cartoons or movies or whatever, like people who look different, in whatever ways, whether they're like white or black or Hispanic or Asian or you know Middle Eastern or you know whatever it is. Um, definitely. Uh, think it could be a a good thing and uh i kind of feel like also you know that i don't think most people are as bothered by it as some people want to make out um because that's a whole nother aspect to this uh, this whole debate that like has been kind of just eating at me a little bit because um i know that uh, personally and like i'm not saying it doesn't exist but i can say on my social media I never saw a single person upset the the, the character the, the the actress chosen to play Ariel was was a, a black girl instead of a white girl. But I saw all kinds of people who were just just furious about you know all these supposed people who were pitching a fit. And I'm like, well, who are these people pitching a fit? Like, I haven't seen anybody upset about this. No. You know, I don't think anybody really cares. I mean, if there are people that care, they're not not enough to make that much of a difference. But um. I, I kind of feel like I guess the point I'm getting at. I think it's it's kind of sad to me that there are people who uh, who are are so interested in in sowing division, any or you know, or kind of creating boogeyman or trying to make out that you know there's there's so all these bad people all around, and when it's really not, yeah, it doesn't seem to be that bad. I think most of us, like you know, like I think you were saying with the native americans if we can if we can all just kind of take a minute to get to know people kind of understand people where they are then i it's my belief that the vast majority of people can get along you know even if we we don't have to like each other necessarily and like my personal opinion is that's fine 
you don't have to like everybody, but I mean, we we have an obligation to to get along with everybody and to be able to to cooperate and you know be able to treat each other with respect and civility and all those kind of things. Um, so yeah, I guess that's just my uh, my two cents worth on that part of the uh, debate. <laughs> and look, I'm gonna have people. I'm pep mad at me. I'm gonna have people blasting me on Twitter now. <laughs> I was look. I was listening. I agree with you. We, uh, we don't always have to always get along. I think we do owe it to everybody to absolutely understand each other and not not criticize or be overly critical of things that mm. seem to be so minute and so small in nature. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just uh, when I was looking at all of those things pop up on my mind and everything else and. Uh, and I was just looking at it, and I was like, you know, why aren't we embracing, you know, the huge part to educate not just kids but adults as well? Now, why are we embracing this part? Why are we embracing it? Because you have Disney, who for a very long time only had white princesses. Now there are some. Of the princesses, absolutely written in Disney stories, but they're all based on, like, uh, there was, I think, there was a troll princess you know, uh, that was written early mm-hmm. on. Uh, and then there are uh, other princesses that are out there in the Disney storyline, in the books and things of that nature, that we necessarily don't know a whole lot about. But there are some other princesses that were out there in different cultures, but we, you know, they wasn't that popular. But for a very long time, that's a negative thing. The Disney were a bunch of white princesses. Well, I think yeah, I think that actually though, I just want to interject a little bit because I feel like I know I know a lot of people get angry about that, but I don't I don't really personally. Of course, once again, I'm a disclaimer. I know that there are people out there who are just just racist or don't like people who are different or whatever else but i really feel like the vast the, the the majority of the reason for that was just because at the time it reflected the majority of the culture you know like there was you know the majority of the american culture you know was white and like so that's kind of how like the people just saw and and people i think were uh, there was probably i think there were a lot of well-meaning people that just really weren't aware there wasn't a there wasn't a focus on cultural diversity or like cultural awareness or that kind of stuff like there is now so like there's a lot of people who probably like the thought never crossed their mind to have like a a princess who would look different you know in some way or whatever like so but i think i feel like we're making lots of progress now you know we've had like you've had lots of you had you know mulan and you've had i think well the the uh what was it the princess and the frog because yeah. that, that was that was a really that was a good movie and good um movie. so i feel like i think that was and, and i think the main criticism i i would have with disney to be honest is with like the way they're taking remaking movies and uh you know re- recasting people of different races or ethnicities is like my only criticism of that is my thing it's lazy I'm like, come on, dude. Like, there's you could write new stories, you know. Like, I brought you know, the movie The Princess of the Frog was a great movie, mm-hmm. and it didn't, you know, they didn't have to like recreate another character that's you know, that was something and make him something else. It's like, it just it is what it is, you know. Like, uh, you're Disney for crying out loud. You can you can hire writers and hire people to write good, good storylines, original movies, original stories. <laughs> <laughs> just go for it, man. Just this, that's. That's my uh, my challenge to Disney. Like, write write some more good stories and, and cast all kinds of different people as the uh, in the leading roles. Well, the, I think they do <laughs> the kids like a little Saturday morning type thing, but those things are really cheesy and they don't really come across all that well. <laughs> and yeah. I think when it moves out, like you're exactly right. When it moves out into the mainstream, in the movie theaters, large crowds, the masses. Uh, selling the trinkets, the toys, uh, you know, the, the meaning behind the stories and all of that. I think when you get to all of that, because all of that is a huge educational component, you don't really think about it. You know, most people think, oh, it's just a toy. But, you know, like you say, a lot of kids look at these toys and they try to find some kind of themselves, you know, so 
Mm-hmm. I know yep. for me, I mean, hell, I thought I was He Man back in the day. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't tell me. Hold <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you uh, when you have a kids and this is and this is their education component. I think you know, as parents and as adults, school teachers, whatever we are, whatever profession we're in, is that when we see these educational components and we see the the time to say, hey, look, you know. You know, just give a, a a sentence or two here, or a statement or two there, or whatever. You never know. You know that child may have never under, he may have never understood what different mm-hmm. subsutopia was. You know. So, yeah, yeah. It, create, it creates those good teachable moments yeah, so for, you for your kids. Yeah. You know, you could you just have have a moment to talk about it. Yeah, like like you said, it doesn't have to be a big production. You don't have to even you have to make a big fuss about it. But you know, it's it's good opportunities to. To kind of bring bring up the subject and talk about it in a little bit, and I think that's what uh, he's become more aware. Yeah, I think that's something that uh, that we need to look at to a little bit more. Uh, of course, this is probably one conversation we'll have out of many about culture diversity. I'm really big on culture diversity. I'm huge on culture diversity because this is the one starting point that we have in trying to understand each other. This is the one starting point. I mean, you know, everything kind of spiraled from right here, from this actual, this so-called cultural world that we live in and trying to understand the each and every national type person. And man, if we can't, if we can't get it right from this little standpoint, then my goodness, man, we're gonna run into some serious issues uh, from one generation to the next. I mean, you know, I figured, you know, by now, I figured we have a better handle some of it and I feel like you know we're in a, the section of the millennials where they are accepting a, a, a much more accepting of a lot of things and I think the more we diverge into the millennials with them accepting things I think we find ourselves still separating each other which is crazy to me but mm-hmm. like you said that's another another conversation I'm not going to get into it. yeah well it's like it, it's the thing is though that I think a lot of people overlook the fact that it is basic human psychology to tend to like people, people subconsciously want to be around the people that they feel like are their, you know, that their tribe, you know, quote unquote, like the people who look like them or the people who share their culture or people who share their, their values or their traditions or whatever it may be. And like, so people do tend to kind of, self-segregate in a way and you know like once again i know i I get people mad at me i i personally don't really think it's that that's that big of a problem like i think if people like if if you know you got black folks who want to live around other black folks or white people want to live around black white folks or whatever i don't personally don't see it's that big of a problem as long as people are able to be respectful of other people and understand other people's perspectives and like you know the problem was when people get like really tribal and they like you want to exclude people like you don't want people you know in your neighborhood or at your job or whatever that look different from you or you know have different beliefs than you or different traditions and i think that's where we run into problems because you know in a nutshell we've all got we've all we're all here together we've all got to it you know it behooves everyone to be able to get along it behooves all of us to uh to be able to just uh, be cool with each other, you know, just be, yeah. we have to be, and it's the, and you know, from the, uh, and definitely, you know, bringing it back to to the social work perspective, it, you know, really is about just understanding people. You know, if we want to, if we want to be able to affect change in our in our communities and in our, you know, in the in larger areas. Yeah, we have to we have to be able to to understand people who are you know look different or believe differently or whatever it is, and be able to to meet them where they're at, and have at least a certain and like obviously not everybody is you know a social is going to be that focused on these things, but I really feel like everybody every person can at least to a small extent make the effort to just understand people you know like if you keep people at arm's length you're never going to grow you're never going to understand them you're going to keep there's going to be these invisible barriers between people and so 
like like you were saying about the end of the movie. It's like, yeah, okay, we can start, you know, from kids being able to see themselves see themselves reflected in movies and TV and, and culture and these kind of things. And then, you know, people as adults, you know, when they uh, encounter somebody that's different rather than like, rather than boarding up the windows and, and locking the doors, you know, you can go over to your neighbor's house and talk to them and say, yeah, hey, you know, you're your neighbor who might be this or that, you know, different race or religion or whatever, and just talk to them. I really feel like the vast nine times out of 10, if people just do that, just put in the minimal amount of effort to, to give somebody the benefit of the doubt and just talk to them as a person and be willing to, to listen to them and their, their story and their experience, then, you know, we can find a lot of common ground. I feel like people have a lot more in common than they have different. And, um, when people don't see that, I feel like that's where we run into problems. Yeah, exactly. I, I like, yeah, wholeheartedly agree with a lot of what you're saying. I'm, I'm definitely on that part, you know. Like you say, when you get into the the tribal areas, you get into the, uh, the exclusion of and things of that nature, then we start moving into some real deal, serious issues, not just uh, personal, but societal and across the board, you know. So, um, I do want to have a, a you know much more in depth conversation about it, but uh, I know we try to keep our podcast about an hour and that's all the time we got up. So not to bring it. Up. Yeah, we're we're creeping up on it already. Yeah, yeah. We, we just time flies. We get to talking. Yeah, it flies really quickly. <laughs> uh, so I'll uh, we'll uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up on my end. Uh, I do believe we should reach out and try to understand more people but not try to put our mark or our stamp on another culture. I believe uh, we should just understand, uh, we can educate ourselves and, you know, try to uh, get along and, you know, change other people uh, from one uh, selection of society to the next. Uh, As always, I always say passion without purpose is pointless. And I think in this case, uh, it, I think it definitely does fit that we can we can feel passionate about anything we want, but we don't have to extend our purpose to a person, you know. So mm-hmm. I just I just truly believe we just we can just get along with people and stop trying to put our stamp on everybody else. That's just my thing. But yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting way of putting it. I like that. Yeah. We have more conversations on it, but that's 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 where I leave my ending remarks tonight. Cool. And I want to just throw this out there. If anybody who's listening to this, you want to go to the Classroom Twenty One Facebook page. Um, well, we've got a page. I think okay, Antonio's uh, gonna gonna create a group instead. Either way, though, like we're we're gonna be uploading the these episodes to the Classroom Twenty One facebook page and or group and if anybody's got any input um even if it's old because we realize the fact that we've hardly anybody listening right now but hopefully at some point in the future maybe uh you know we'll grow a little bit and get some people who are interested in it and you know we're i'm definitely interested in hearing people's thoughts on it you know go to the uh you know look us up on facebook and comment you know find the episode where it's posted you know, put your, give us your two cents and your thoughts and your opinions and, you know, to help us all grow. That's what we're here, man. This, this is the big classroom. We're all sitting down, right. pull up a chair and, and, and try to learn from each other. That's right. You know, come in the classroom, pull up a chair. You're exactly right. Um, just to reiterate, the first two episodes are posted on Classroom 21. You can't go to those. You can't go to it right now and, and hear the first two episodes. This episode will be uh, loaded up in the morning. Uh, Obviously, for obvious reason, I we're recording it late tonight, so it'll be edited and uploaded uh, tomorrow. And it'll still the page will still be Classroom Twenty One when it's coming. It's going from a page to a group. Uh, we have some technical issues with it being a page, uh, so we're having to change it from a page to a group. Um, uh, still, every episode will still be loaded up from first, second, and third episode. Uh, we will post content about the uh about the the episodes and you can leave messages and if you download the anchor app if you download anchor app you can leave a voice messages directly on the podcast 
and we can include those voice messages actually on the podcast so then when we record we can actually ah. the voice message in there we can respond right within the podcast to the voice message so that's pretty cool you know yeah that sounds awesome so yeah if anybody's listening to this right now do it and um, i'm interested in hear how that work out <laughs> that sounds pretty cool to me to have people leave a leave a little voicemails on the app that we can include on our uh, on the podcast. next podcast so i think we're gonna probably get a few messages behind this one once i create the group uh i really believe this conversation here uh i think we're probably gonna get a few messages behind this one <laughs> I think we'll get a few messages yeah. behind this just from touching on the subject of just uh, from everything from just the, you know, the comic book enthusiasts all the way through to uh, people who just like to, you know, talk about society. So, uh, again, if you if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can do it through Classroom 21, the page, and you can also go to Classroom 21. That's going to be Classroom with two M's, 21 at gmail.com you can leave us an email or a message on the uh on the on the on the, on the gmail so that's uh classroom 21 uh, for facebook and it's also classroom 21 with two m's uh at gmail.com all right so you said you said classroom 21 with two m's yes uh the I tried to do it, but uh, they wouldn't accept it with just Classroom 21. So I had to put two M's on uh, Classroom for it to All right. Uh, classroom. Classroom. Yeah, Classroom. Classroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. So that's the way you can get in contact with us. Uh, if you don't want to go through either one of those two outlets, you're more than welcome to leave the voicemail. I mean, the voice message on the app, on the Anchor app. And all you have to do is go to Classroom 21 on Anchor app and click on the voice message uh, square box or link and you can record your voice message. It will come directly to our podcast. And the next time we broadcast, we will put your voice message on and we will answer whatever question or comment or statement or whatever you put out there. Uh, and we will try to do our best to respond. Uh, other than that, um, I think that's it. I would always tell you, passion without purpose is pointless. You know, so be passionate. Yep. Me, have a point to it. All right. All right. Then on that note, I guess uh, class is dismissed. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but hey, check this out. This weekend I head to Vegas. So Saturday night, I'm going to Vegas. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, no, we might. The- Podcast might end if, if Antonio hits it big in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> he might just disappear for a while. That's all he had. All right, brother. So that's it. We'll catch you guys on the next one. I remember Sundays at three is when we uh, do our broadcast and we try to post it that particular night on Sunday nights. So look out for us in the future on Sunday nights. All right. Well, enjoyed it, my friend. Had another good conversation. Yes, sir. All right. We'll see you next uh, next time the class meets. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. See everybody then. Yes, sir. Good night. Good night.